0: The Antidote has Eddie, Melanie, and Noah from Dulos here for a talk. Thanks for coming, guys.
1: Hey, thanks, Dave. Hey, yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing?
1: It's good to be here, man.
0: Dulos is new in the music scene, so what about giving us the creation story of the band?
1: Oh, you oh, want the man. creation? That's pretty uh, pretty organic, I- the way that happened. We weren't even really jamming out. We were actually a car club and we were just hanging out with you. Um, Kind of like dabbling with the idea of actually playing music. Because I didn't and Eddie didn't. And he didn't even like to speak in front of people. And, you know, so. Yeah, terrified of that. And so we went to a show. We were just there together, and I think they completely stereotyped us. I think they were Mm -hmm. like, oh, this has to be a band over here. And so we had Jet Wilson that was doing this channel for YouTube, I guess, and he was, like, interviewing bands. And he comes up to us and he says, hey, can I interview you guys? And I was like. Of course you can. You can interview <laughs> us. And he was like, cool, I will be back in a minute. I'm going to interview you guys. And and I'm like, cool, we'll be right here waiting for you, Jet. So he comes back and he, he starts rolling. And he's like, this is a band. What's your guys' name? And, and we had a car club at that time called Dulos Car Club. And I was like, "Doulos," and the guys were looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" You know? And I was just like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, we're going to be having this event in two months from now over at the house of rebellion, playing a show. You guys would be willing to play?" And I was like, "Absolutely!" And I mean, little did everybody know that we didn't play anything at all. And and everybody was like, "Well, how the heck are we going to do this?" I'm. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, we got two months. <laughs> yeah, we got two months to figure it out. <laughs>
2: So in two months we wrote like five songs and Melanie learned how to play
1: three notes.
2: Yeah, and I yeah. So. just learned how to scream on a mic. I don't know. Yeah, and then our drummer was—he uh, was a guitarist at that time, right? And something like he that. Was, he yeah. was just filling in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it like it was, yeah,
1: it was pretty painful.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, our first show was pretty gnarly, but we had a great time. It was fun. <laughs>
1: I think it's just kind of like I characterize my childhood pictures with my kids. I'm like, at that time, I thought I was fantastic, you know, but little did I know that I had a (laughs) mullet and a Richard Simmons perm, but at that time, I was perfectly great with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your debut EP released January 28th through Thumper Punk Records. There must be a story behind the title, The Middleman.
2: Okay, so what we were thinking there, you know, we saw how there's so much conflict um, going on, especially in the scene that we're in. You're either uh, heavy left or heavy right, you know, because we are involved in, in the church and everything like that. We saw how there was such a divide. As Christians, you know, we see that, you know, we're called to be there for, for both sides, basically, you know, and and not to— waver from left to right, but to, to be on that straight and narrow. And we thought that it was very important for us as the middlemen, the, the mediators, to be Christ for both sides and not to uh, favor, you know, one side or the other.
0: You guys brought out this aggressive Christian stance on my pledge. The sound we make, the ground will shake to break the trend to live again, free from judgment, free from fear my choice to make to stay pure. So you've laid out your own stand on faith with that one. But what about your listeners? Are they accepting?
1: Well, I think that this is funny because me and Eddie were actually talking about that. There was a double meaning in that as far as his own conviction to stay pure and how he has to basically put this on himself so that he's able to keep that focus but if you also hear that there's a lyric in there that states not a weight to put on each other never meant to judge one another Mm -hmm. and this is the thing is that we're going to have to do things out of based off of our own convictions and what the lord puts on our heart but we have to understand that there's going to be a process for other people through the power of the Holy Spirit that is going to lead them to those convictions on their own, and that has nothing to do with man-made conviction, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And we understand our responsibility as believers and that, you know, we're not going to be able to put that yoke, that weight, so to speak, on other people, you know what I mean? That we have to live by the example,
0: well, maybe that ties into something else that I'd read, because I saw a quote from Dulos that said, we're all Christians in this band, but we don't have an agenda to beat people over the heads with. We honestly speak more about a responsibility than that of others. Maybe you guys should define that. Like, what is your responsibility?
2: Um, our responsibility is to be our own selves. You know, we can't project our faith onto other people. We can't project our values onto other people. We can just share our values and our faith with other people and just be that example. But at the same time, you know, we've seen so many times because we've been involved with the church for a while where, you know, it was almost, you're not living a certain way or you're not acting a certain way. So you must be without, you know, we're trying to say with that is, you know, being a Christian is just be real, be real with yourself yeah
0: genuine be genuine there you go Noah, i'm gonna ask you about this one okay garden blues is a doulos song that really threw me you guys dropped the hardcore and brought in 80s style punk what's mm-hmm. up with that
3: okay <laughs> it started as a more punk song when we first started the band we leaned a lot into uh punk rock music because we felt that the punk scene uh, wasn't as um, heavily saturated with the Christian band examples. Over time, we've matured a lot of our music, but we've always felt that that song, it really resonated. And I think it really, really speaks for itself. And it's also a fun song to play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny because I thought we were going to be dropping that song a long time ago because we were progressing <laughs> into a different style and genre of music. But that song was always requested at every show that we mm-hmm. played. And so it's funny because all the shows that we played, they were secular. For some reason, even in the secular scene, it was highly demanded. And it was like it just meant something to people. Well, they liked the sound. And I think they liked that fact that their soul was overwhelmed, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They didn't know maybe necessarily what exactly that meant. But they knew that they could identify with it.
0: Delos isn't your typical Christian punk band. These songs aren't all happiness, sunshine, and roses. You know, this is gritty stuff.
2: Well, I think the biggest thing is that you know these songs that I, that I write the lyrics to, they deal with real life, they deal with real struggle and real fears and 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 just real challenges in life. And um, mental health is is a huge thing. I'm explaining my struggle so by explaining my struggle i'm trying to reach out to other people through these lyrics you know that might be dealing with the same thing and um, um what's the word i'm looking for
1: well to identify identify what exactly yeah because we're in our own home yeah. dealing with our own head noise and we're dealing with our own mental illness and the fact that we're in a 20-year marriage and having to be encapsulated during covid and a lot Mm -hmm. of times we don't like each other you know (laughs) and you know and how do we love each other if we don't even love ourselves Mm -hmm. it's just a real thing and i mean it's funny because in that lyric there's only one little part in there that even relates to our faith at all it's just the one lyric that states you know there's one thing that i never forget and that's going to be leading person to be like okay well what is it what is it that you never forget? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he just goes straight into the struggle.
0: You guys are dealing with real topics. What about the Christian music scene as a whole? Is it dealing with reality?
2: I think sometimes it can be taken as as an artificial world. You know, there's a lot of uh, fakeness, and and that's one thing that we really stand against because your your, your faith should never be fake. Mm -hmm. you know it should always be real and what's more real than than talking about real things Mm -hmm. and and i feel like that's one problem that i have always had with a lot of christian music it was you're just giving me positive but never negative and and Mm -hmm. there should always be a balance i want to hear a real struggle as a christian because i'm a christian and i'm going through real things Mm -hmm. so that's what i want to hear i don't want to hear you know your cheesiness and you know, always be happy, you know, which, which, you know, yeah, I don't want to hear your Christianese because that's not what, that's not what I need right now.
0: This also makes me curious about something else. What does your local punk scene think of dulos
2: <laughs> You know, surprisingly, we're very well received. You yeah. know? They have us play a lot of shows that we're like, oh, you really want us to play? Okay, Are you sure? sure? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I think that is because of the positive aspect we bring. We love playing with these bands. We love having fellowship. We love, you know, just supporting other bands and, and just uh, um, venues
3: and everything like that. So it's the light of Christ, really. That's what it, what it is. Yeah, I think it's also us just being an example and loving them for who they are, just like how Christ loves us when we first meet him.
1: Yeah, and then I have to interject and say, Mm -hmm. because a lot of these people have watched me over the last 25 years, and they remember who I was back in the day, and they see where I've come today, and so they're genuinely curious as to what it is that's changed in my life, but also knowing that I'm still the same person when it comes to how much I love them. You know what I mean? I want to support them in everything they do as well. And so I think that's the cool thing about the punk scene is that they've been so genuine in the love for me since I was a little kid. And they've always taken me for who I am. And um, they understand that, you know, I don't apologize for where I stand. And so just like they have a microphone that they want to yell about stuff, I'm going to do the same thing. And uh, they can take it or leave it. People just want to talk about real stuff, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, we can have normal conversations with people, and everything doesn't have to have an agenda. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is that in ministry, people think that you're going to lead somebody to Christ by always having the next Bible verse available when really people just want to talk to you Mm -hmm. about real experience, and they want to talk about just like their daily struggle, and they want to talk about music. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, if it's going to come to that, it's going to happen on its own. And that we realize that sometimes it takes two and three years for us to see the same person at shows over a long duration of time before we even get into that conversation. and mm-hmm. that it builds no, an It's experience. not in our
2: time, it's the Lord's
1: time. Yeah, built. exactly.
0: Warhead is the closing song on The Middleman. And Eddie, I'm guessing this is coming from you you get personal on this song this right. meaningless of life i want to wipe away these liquid bandages will never stop the pain was alcohol a long time problem for you
2: um i'm talking about mental illness and addiction from my past from people that i've dealt with you know my family members um so I, I'm speaking not only from myself, but from the perspective of just somebody that's going through addiction. But yes, addiction has its played a, a heavy role in, in my life. And sobriety is, is something that's very important to me because I believe that uh, you know, to be sober-minded, that's, it's something that's very important to, to my walk. It yeah. was something that I was fighting against because it deals with addiction and suicide. That's what that song is talking about. And we've we've lost so many really good friends to both, and just recently we've lost um, some really close Christian brothers to suicide. It's that thing that in the church that we want to keep on sweeping under the rug, and we don't want to deal with it until it comes to a head. Then what do we do with that at that point? What do we do when when there's a pastor that kills himself? How do we handle that? It's those things that we need to deal with as Christians, as a church. You know, these are real things. You know, and we can't we can't just hide from them
1: what it is is that you have people that don't know how to balance themselves on either direction either you don't want to talk about mental illness or you totally want to talk about it and the left and the right on that is one stance is absolutely you you know shouldn't take medication and you know if you take medication you're not trusting in the lord you're not being sober minded and then you have the other side that has completely built a platform that medication is totally fine. And it was given to us by the Lord. And it was it's a tool. And and that's the thing is that, you know, they're not allowing that platform to be, you know, ministered by the Holy Spirit. You know, I've been diagnosed with bipolar manic depression since I was 12 years old. And honestly, a lot of people just think I have a quirky personality because I don't really talk about it all that much because I think that it's one of those things where I talk about it when it's necessary. You know, I think that everything has a time and a place where it needs to be there and then there are times where it just doesn't.
0: How about summing up, Dulos? What do you want to achieve as a band?
3: Uh, Honestly, we just want to make music and we also just want to be able to share the love of Christ through the scene. And whether that be either talking to people one-on-one or playing it through our music. Uh, but that's just the biggest thing is having fun and sharing the love of Christ. And just with everything that,
2: that comes together with it, you know, and be able to just play music, have fun and, and to be real, be the light and be an example.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I came into it with selfish reasons i i wanted to play music and i wanted to go you know and be in the scene with people that i loved and whatever came from that i knew that it was going to bear fruit
0: something that i never asked doulos what does the word mean
2: okay so the word doulos is a greek word um it it stands for a bond servant it's a freed servant it's serving on, on your own will uh they would uh Take somebody that was freed from their servitude, and if they loved their master, uh, they would continue to serve. So what they would do is they would. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they they were um, a bond, servant. a bond ser- They were they were bound to their servant until death, on their own free will.
1: Because the servant was able to care for them better than they could care for themselves. Yeah.
0: Now you've got me really confused. Why would you name a car club? <laughs> After a bond servant. <laughs> You've messed with me totally.
2: Uh, uh, before I was a believer, lowriders and, and just that whole scene, you can really idolize your vehicle and you can really give your life over to that whole lowrider scene, that whole gangster scene. So what I was trying to say with uh, dualos is is we're no longer bound to these these material things. We're no longer bound to just way of life. Now we, we have a different agenda. We're bound to the Lord, we're bound to Christ. So uh, I, I, to me, that just made sense.
0: <laughs> I'm a Canadian. We don't understand low riders Because in Canada, <laughs> you always want to know, what's the ground clearance on this vehicle? Because when you're driving through the snow, you got to have enough clearance.
1: There's no snow there, here, There's man. no snow
2: here, so we, there's no ground clearance. We <laughs> we, we, we drag them. We lay, it's called laying frame. We want as low as we can go.
0: Well, guys, I really appreciate this. Thanks for coming and bringing your music.
2: Riches, thank for sure. you for having thank us, brother. So much. Thank you.